Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Incognito was founded by Paul Tubbs Williams and Jean-Paul Louis Monnick in 1979 as an offshoot from Light of the World. Incognito has had intermittent success in the UK singles chart with their breakthrough 1991 hit a cover version of Ronnie Law's tune Always There featuring Jocelyn Brown, which made number six in the UK. The group's 1992 single Don't You Worry About a Thing saw similar success reaching number 19 in the UK charts. They've also been a favorite of various remixes, including Masters at Work, David Morales, Roger Sanchez and Jazzanova, and have released several albums consisting almost entirely of remixes. In 2021, the band reissued a celebratory 40th anniversary 106-track retrospective of their debut album, Jazz Funk. In October 2022, the band was the first group to be honoured as part of Universal Music Recording's Black Story series, which honours black UK artists as part of the UK's Black History Month. Having been in the industry for a number of decades and consistently releasing successful singles and albums the world over, Incognito was recently in South Africa to perform at the 2023 DSTV Delicious Festival. I sat down with Bluey from the band prior to the performance at the festival. Up next on Slipsmite, we've got Bluey from Incognito. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? Sunny London and uh, all good things happening. Uh, lots of music, which is my driving force yes and the unexpected good weather so there's a lot of joy smiling faces on the street because england england can be a bit weird yes you know you can wake up in the morning the weather can make people uh, not smile in the morning but (laughs) this is this is a good time in london i know you um going to be performing uh at the delicious festival um dsv delicious festival coming up so when are you flying into johannesburg this afternoon we, oh, wow. we're okay. catching a flight out okay lovely get there a bit early and get a little bit of that good stuff before we have to play have you been to south africa before yes we played the delicious festival before and uh so i'm looking forward to that combination of great music and great food uh and and i like the fact that it's a very eclectic festival as well there's a lot of people coming from all over the world, so it's a gathering of of folks with like-minded intentions to make yes. people happy. Why the name Incognito? What does it mean? What does it represent? I'd left uh, two bands that I'd been previously in, and I was starting to put the idea of Incognito together. And one of the things that being in bands since I was since I was twelve year old, twelve years old, I was mm. in. I've been in bands. Is that when you're in a band, you're in a gang. Okay. You know, it's it's us against them. You yes. know, it's it's like let's blow them off stage. Let's <laughs> do this, and uh, I hope we get a sound check because you know this band's not really friendly. I wanted to create a, an atmosphere that was totally different. I wanted to, to to not be a band, but a musical collective where people would come and 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 be in the band. But so to that end, we've had one thousand five hundred plus musicians and singers in incognito Oh wow! over the 44 years yes so right from the beginning 
I felt that we needed a name to to be able to to have that change so people don't expect the same thing every time. So incognito is it. Okay, so now let's rewind. So at what age did you think, cool, I want to be in the entertainment industry, whether it was a child, teenager, and I know it's many decades, and how did that accumulate to where we are today? So Bluey's hybrid version of being in the entertainment world. Five years old, sitting next to my granddad and my grandmother, watching bands on the beaches of Mauritius. Oh, okay. And uh, watching musicians play and saying to them, my earliest memory on planet Earth was that, that watching the music, being given a, 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 a little something to drink, you know, like a bottle of Coke with a straw in it. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and watching, watching, watching the bands and thinking, this is what I want to do. Cause I understood right away that this was magical mm. and music and magic has been the same thing for, for me ever, yeah. all my life because I saw how bodies was transformed. Tired people would come into a place or on a beach, somebody would start playing music. They would no longer be tired. They would be dancing. So to me, that was like, this is the ingredient that as I have to have in my, in my life. And also coming from a port town of Port Louis, I would see ships going now. And once a week, we would wave at airplanes as if they could see us on the ground. You know, children running down the street, waving at airplanes, wondering where it was going. This, that sense of wonder has, that has been equal to my sense of joy of playing music since, since I was five. The sense of wonder wanting to travel. So I've just put the two together as soon as I could in my life. And since I was a teenager, I've been traveling the world playing music. From that point, so you said you were in two bands before Incognito. What type of music were those bands playing? And how did that lead to Incognito? Well, there was two professional bands. I'd been in bands since I was a kid. Okay. But but those two bands uh, had record deals. I just felt that we had to wear a certain outfit. We had to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And some people that didn't, that were in a band was not uh, that friendly when I, when I would turn up with a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, they yep. wanted leather pants, you know, it's like leather ties. And so the, that having some to conform to a uniform, like I said, being a, a gang member was not right with me. I, I like, I'm the kind of guy that would, would go to a festival and hear somebody and go, go and approach him and say, listen, next time, do you fancy doing something together, you know? Or if you're in London, come to my studio and mm-hmm. let's play. So for me, it's it was that idea that l- led me to... Also, I just knew that I was... I've known from a very young age that I'm on this planet to be of service. Because okay. my, my granddad told me this. He said, whatever you do, you're going to be... You're going to travel the world. You're going to do all those things, you know? And he's telling that to a five-year-old. He's selling that to a six, seven, eight-years-old, nine-years-old. I'm getting the same thing. And I'm thinking... Yes, I've got to serve. And it didn't hit me until I was out into the world and doing it myself that I I, I had a duty for any degree of joy that I brought to people and and that that would equal to fame. Any kind of minimal, uh, minimum amount of fame I would get that I had to repay that by putting something out there into the world that would feed the energy of people and that would sometimes feed their bellies. You know, I had to look out for people. 
and that's what this my journey is all about it's being playing music that brings joy to people but also being a social commentator also uh, somebody who who has his eyes open because you're fortunate enough to be traveling all over this this world mm-hmm. there's a purpose to you so for those people who do not know what is your role in, in incognito what is you do you do as the person in the band i'm dad uh, I take care of the band. Yeah. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm dad. Yes. And uh, <laughs> then the the rest, I'm I'm the main songwriter, producer, um, I, and co-manager of the band. So the direction is is coming from me, but always the guy who is aware of everybody's talents and their needs. This is what makes Incognito works. I feed off that talent. I feed off the energy. I want to work with the best musicians, the best singers, and I want to bring through the young ones that, you know, once, once, once at a break, because most people that work with Incognito go and get record deals of their own. Okay. Because the platform, our platform is that big that you immediately have an audience. So you can go on a tour and do your own gigs if you've got that skill set. And I'm only working with people who have that skill set. So at any time I, I remember the first time. The first gig we ever did, two kids came in and they were standing there and I knew that there were there, something was going on with those kids. And right enough, they'd come in with their record companies and they took three music, three members of my band away and they were, they were called Wham, George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. Okay. You know, yes. and, <laughs> and, and the next time some people came in and looked like as if they were checking out the band, it was dire straits. Yes. It was Mark Knopfler and three yeah. members went, you know. So knowing that this, what's special about this band is that it's a platform to show your skills because you have room. You're not in a band where I'm the lead singer mm-hmm. and you're following my rules. I'm using different lead singers. This this band, you won't get bored because if you like the one voice and or if you like, uh, not gravitate towards that one voice. There's another voice coming in yes. a minute and singing to you. So there's a wide palette that makes Incognito unique in that sense. Question to you. So when you planning to release or produce or write something new, do you have musicians or singers in mind that you want to collaborate with? Or does that only come to fruition or uh, meld together once the songs are created how is that process i collect things along the way okay and uh as i'm going we're on the road two new guys or are uh, in the band uh two two new female singers have come in and they're they're depping and i'm watching and i'm thinking okay definitely this one and that one and this one is mm-hmm. going to be on the next album because I can already feel their soul. I can understand the music. Then I live with them for a little bit longer and I find out what they're about. Mm. I have conversations with them. And uh, like I said, that's my dad role. Yes. I get to know <laughs> my kids because I have to know what I'm dealing with and how my how my kids are changing. And uh, they're kids also, so they all, they, they're up to stuff, you know, and what they're up to is like my business because that's going to affect what goes on in my life. Yep. And most of the time that affects my songwriting, you know, pretty soon I find somebody, one of them crying, put my arms around them. We're talking. I got the next song. 
you know, yeah. I'm I'm helping them, but I've yeah. also got the next song. Exactly. Because I know that if I tap into the fact that they've opened to me, their makeup or breakup of a relationship or whatever they're going through, by the time I finish off with the, the lyric and allow them to come in and maybe possibly even work with me uh, in completing the song, they realize that this is about them. And there's nothing better than somebody speaking their truth. When band members sort of come and go, as you mentioned, and singers come mm. and go, how does it work, for example, when you're doing a show, live show or festival like what's coming up, and a member of the band has left or lead singer has left, does another person step in and sing, learn this the song? They learn this, the structure. The kind of people I work with, they must be able to adhere to structure. Okay. So structure, structure and form, the era is. But then if you can't make it your own, you're not singing that song. I don't need you aping somebody. I need you to be able to kind of adhere to the structure. But you need to bring your, your, your A game okay. because I know you've got an A game. You're not in the band if you haven't got an A game. So yes. it's, it's never a problem because I'm bringing people that I know can adapt and bring their own personality to it. And, and it's really good for me too because it keeps me on my toes. And then I look around to my keyboard player and my keyboard player is hearing that new singer singing that same song that he's played like half a year suddenly looks at me and gives me the, whoa, you know, this is great. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is a keeper. We've got, we've got another one, you know? Yeah. And that interaction is goes on in my band all the time. It'll happen in South Africa because that's what's going on at the moment. There's changes in the band and people are coming in and there's an excitement because we've got a brand new album coming out. We won't be performing any of that because a festival like, like delicious is about bringing the photograph album to the audience and showing them the, the pages the way that we're of pictures of them where they were at the time be going. And I, I know I'm going to look in the audience and somebody's going to go, Oh, that's my song kind of thing. I'll know it, you know, always there and suddenly that'd be that group of dancers looking at each other and show, trying you know no matter what age they are trying to throw the shapes that they threw back then you know <laughs> so uh it's 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 that interaction a festival is a celebration of life and uh we are part and soundtrack these mm -hmm. people's lives so as this at the festival what you do is you celebrate their lives mm -hmm. and your own story in one I love that analogy and I love that picture you created of the picture and the memories and the photo albums. As you were saying it, I was seeing pictures and movement and dance. So I love that. So I'm going to keep that. So thank you for that. The difference for you of performing at a festival like Delicious and performing a, a headlining show, I'm sure you approach them the same with the same energy, enthusiasm and uh, A game, as you mentioned. But what are the differences between the two for you? A festival, people have come not just for you. They've come for the experience of the festival. And if you think you yourself above that, you, 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 you're not in the festival mood. You, you're not, you, you haven't got into the game. I, if I'm going to a festival, I want to see as many bands as possible. I want to taste as much food. I want to kind of make contacts, meet new people, check out the reactions of, of the environment, which is going to be different to a, a festival in Birmingham in the UK and one in, in, in South Africa, in Johannesburg, yep. it's going to be culturally different. The colors are going to be different. And to me, it's that life is lived by 
being at the center of all that. You know, if you don't place yourself at the center of that, you're missing what you're, what, what's been open to you, what's been given to you. And what do you enjoy perf- about performing your head, uh, headlining own shows? Is the fact that people are, are there because they already know something about you. You know, it's like they, they, they've come, they've come to hear the new album. Mm-hmm. They've come, you know, they've come before many times. Mm-hmm. At a festival, you get a, you get that more than 50% of the audience is not even there for you and they, they they may enjoy you and they may become fans for the rest of, of of your journey but the most important thing is that you make a connection at that moment you know it's spontaneous it's less spontaneous with 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 our audience but it is also a different vibe in the sense of how the songs are accepted yes the songs are accepted with like i know you what are you saying now Festival is who are you and what you're giving us. Oh, that's yeah, that's very interesting. I've never thought about it like that. So that's amazing. You mentioned you got your new album coming out shortly. What keeps you going? You've been doing it for 44 years, as you mentioned. But I know you're the dad and I know you're here to serve. So beyond those elements, what keeps you going into the studio and onto the stage? The word adrenaline, if you if you know it, yes. whatever it is that, that makes adrenaline f- flow through your mm. course through your veins mm-hmm. is the first and foremost it's a drug you know okay. it's like i, I, I put that drug. guitar around me <laughs> yes. I, uh, yeah and suddenly my osteoporosis my my headaches my long flight you know jet lag is gone and and i love that vibe and i love that feeling yeah. it's it's euphoric take that away from me and you taking it a major joy from me. So I, 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 I embrace that. And then there is the inquisitive nature of a songwriter, which I have, which is why I write many songs, which is why I write every week, which is why I write every day. Okay. So there's, there'll be no shortage of stuff because that is what is in front of me. You know, whether it's a book that I've chosen or a magazine that I've put in, in front of this, the, the seat in front of me and looked and, and saw a, a page about being somewhere or somebody is being interviewed. I'll give you a perfect example. I remember picking up uh, uh, the Rolling Stones magazine that was next to me on a flight. It wasn't even mine. Yep. And I opened up and there was an interview with Joni Mitchell. And I read it and I wrote five songs based on that interview. Wow. And I also stole some words from the interview. I took notes because I loved the way that it was phrased. It wasn't something that I would have said, but it excited me. And then I found a way of saying it and making it my words in my song, you know, by manipulating it. And I suppose AI is going to do that for us in the future. But please don't say that. (laughs) Please don't say that. But 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 I've been I've been ahead of AI all my life. Okay. Because I've been my own AI. We borrow, we steal, we're influenced. The thing that AI can't do that I can do is feel joy, you know, because I'm a human being, exactly. is feel inspired. Exactly. AI can copy, but cannot be inspired. So therefore, I have no fear of what's coming up ahead because I know that AI is not going to be able to pick up an instrument and talk to you about something really good or something really bad that's happened on the way to the gig you know and that. connect with you yes. and connect with you to the point where you're like oh my god tears are rolling down your eyes 
It's not going to be able to do that. So yes. listen, it's, 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 it's just another thing that exists. You know, it's like we used to do this with the phone. Turn our, our hands. <laughs> yes, we don't yes. need to do that anymore. Yes. You know? yeah. So it's just like it's something new. It's, uh, and and it makes things move quicker. And it's stuff that it makes people take shortcuts. But people, mm. are, the people that take shortcuts are going to be the people that take shortcuts. The people that want to cheat an exam are always going to be the people that want to cheat an exam. All right. Yes. They, they, they've existed from time immemorial. Yeah. You know, what 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 is important about a soulful person is the fact they're soulful by the nature of they're never going to steal from you. They they they've got empathy, empathy, you know. They they they're going to feel they're going to feel for you or for someone who is in in a worse position. Those things cannot be replaced. That mm. those human qualities cannot be replaced. You can reword basically what re- AI is going to do is reword the words of others, copy and paste. I don't copy and paste. I'm inspired. I live on off inspiration, you know. I love that. I I grow my I grow my music like I grow I grow vegetables and flowers. Yes, you know I nurture it, and it and it and it's all coming from the soil that is my heart. I totally agree with you. It's about energy, experience, and emotions, and AI doesn't have mm-hmm. that. And it and and it may it may make a nice song, but at the end of the day, somebody's going to have to sing it. And <laughs> yes, they are going to possibly manipulate their voice into a vocoder. But okay, but there's there's always going to be people that want that. There's people that are going to drive part. You know, see, ever since I've been a kid, there are people that drive by in cars playing music that I I, I think that's shit. <laughs> yes, you know, it's like yeah. that's always going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like so if that if that's part of it, that's part of it. Yeah. But there's always going to be people every now and again. Say, oh, what's that? I've got to know what that is. Run, run to the corner before the car turns around. What are you listening, my friend? So talking about songs, I know if I had to ask you this question in two days, two hours, two months, two weeks, I recognize and I understand that your answer will be different every time. <laughs> so if you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we were finished this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? In this moment, yes. Walking in Rhythm uh, by the Blackbirds, Tanya Maria's Come, Come With Me. Yeah. Because... There is a kind of festival kind of quality about it, and that's what our conversation has been. Stevie wonders as because he's just got a sense of wonder and craziness about it. You know, it's like the the lyrics are are, are mad; they are almost trippy. Yeah. You know, but but they're to the point. Two more: Marvin Gaye's "Through the Grapevine" and uh, "Harvest for the World" by uh, the Isley Brothers. As a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I suppose I'll I'll borrow something. Bob Marley, you can't beat that because I'll say one love will keep us together.